Uh, well, I think we're talking about collaring. We are talking about collaring. I think that's the plan. Mm-hmm. Unless something drastically changes. <laughs> Do you think something's going to change in the middle of the episode? It like, could. Maybe we won't want to talk about collaring anymore? Well, I mean, state of the world. Like, the ground just might open up. I don't know. We'll start talking about that. <laughs> I know that that's how I want to open this episode. <laughs> Like people who are listening to a podcast. This is like the yawning portal. Yeah, people, the yawning portal. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? Anything could happen. I think that uh, people who are tuning in to listen to a podcast about Mm. collaring might have enough to worry about right now without you bringing the idea of a new yawning portal. Although, honestly, here's the the fucked up thing. If a portal opened in the middle of, like, the park Uh and, like, demons and trolls and stuff started climbing out it would be like low on the list of things i'm worried about today oh yeah you're like well at least i know what that is you're like look that is what it is you just build a pub around it yeah i mean if demons yeah i mean if you put what's his name is like the guy who keeps the pub yeah he's keeps the demons back in the hole he keeps it taken care of that's right he keeps it tight (laughs) you don't even know his name dernan by the notorious adventure Dernan, who founded the inn using treasure looted from his own expedition into Undermountain. Dernan later returned into the Mad Wizard's maze, leaving the business to his family, but returned almost a century later to reclaim his property. Well, shit, yeah. He's like, this is my bar, I'm taking it. He built it. He got this shitty sword behind the bar. <laughs> I get to know the bar keeps well mm-hmm. whenever we play D&D with the kids because I always need to use the bar keeps to break up the fights that oh, they start in that, every single yeah, inn absolutely. that we get into. So we're talking about collaring today. This is Kink Quest, leveling up our kink achievements one dungeon at a time. We're your adventuring companions through the world of kink, Anna and Soren Sterling. Come check out the community and join the fun at www.kinkquest.org. Discussion on this show may not be appropriate for younger listeners. If you're a young person looking for more information about kink or sexual health, please visit Scarletine at www.scarletine.com. This is episode 11, and we're talking a little bit about collaring today. We are. And also, a little bit of housekeeping before Mm -hmm. we get rocking in the episode. We have the Discord now up and running and getting situated with bots and everything. This is KinkQuest Discord. <laughs> Discord is important because it's where the community is going to live now. We're, we're actually bots. We're not bots. We're, well, can you're the, not. Can the bots have collars, Anna? I mean, maybe. No, I'm not a bot. I'm a different kind of, <laughs> I'm a different kind of android. You're a sentient beast. I'm a sentient android. Mm. I'm not a bot. Bots are like dogs to us. Are they? Yeah, they just do our bidding and like run around. Well, but what if someone wants to be like that? Someone could want to be a bot. That could absolutely, that could be your kink. You could have a bot This is like the robot furry? Where I just walk around and I'm like, slash crawl. And then you like crawl (laughs) and then I'm like, slash kneel. And then you kneel and then I'm like, slash erase server log messages and then you go and do that you what know? about slash 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 like in uh, borderlands <laughs> yeah. you're gonna fight no and the best part is when you have someone who's like a service bot for you then you'll be like slash purge and that means you want them to delete messages on your discord server oh, no. but they're not allowed to like use a bot command to do it they have to do it like right click delete 
right? Manually? Like delete. Manually. Like that's the, that's it's like, like discipline. The, that's the masochistic part of it. So we're talking about collaring today. <laughs> and the interesting thing about collaring is that whenever you talk to somebody about it, everybody has a different relationship with it. Everybody has a different experience with it. And they all have different things to say. And I think that that is really interesting for me. There's so many parts of, of kink and kink discussion about anything that everybody's kind of perspective reality is so completely different. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't think a collar means any one thing. It's, mm-hmm. well, and I mean, wedding rings can be like that too. In the vanilla world, it can well, mean different things. Or, different or a people. wedding ring could mean a ball and chain. It could. That's one thing like, it could mean. Usually not the fun kind, though. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the kind you want. But, but there was a, a bit on uh, Dildorks. When I was listening to an episode of that, and they were talking about the idea that whenever you're watching, like, CSI, and they want to, like, show you that, like, people are, like, bad, dirty sex people. Mm-hmm. And then they'll always have, like, the woman who's the dominant. And, like, the first thing they'll do is, like, put a collar on her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, no, that's how you can tell she's a dominant She's got, a, like, a collar on. Right. And, you know, not that that can't mean that. Right, Because it right. absolutely can, because it means different things. But it's funny that, like, Hollywood has this idea that, like, oh, the dominant wears the collar, right? Always. <laughs> well, that's the way that it is in, uh, uh, what is the, the new TV show, uh, Bonding, mm-hmm. right? That the dominants always wear, like, that big collar, mm-hmm. right? Which, it is what it is. So, you know, I think even right off the bat, you could say, well, it means a lot of things, mm-hmm. but, like... It usually means submissive things, but that's not true. No, because not at there are absolutely collars that mean things to dominance as well. Yep. Well, and uh, I think that if you went into Bulldog Leathers in Seattle, uh, you'd get a whole. Is it bulldog? I thought it was Doghouse. 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 I just picture you Bulldog. You always call it Bulldog. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, go into Doghouse Leathers, and I'm sure you're going to get a whole array of answers there, too, even from kind of that subset. Well, and then if you walk, like, a block down to mm-hmm. Bayland, yep. you're going to get different answers. Yep. Uh, we put a, a question out to some of the members on the Discord about what collaring means to you, and some of the responses we got were, what, safety was one? Comfort. Comfort. Uh, want. Want. Being wanted. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Uh, they, the, the idea of a collar, uh, it, it has the ability to evoke or communicate emotion in ways that a lot of other things can't quite do. It, it's charged. It's emotionally charged. I feel like collars are, are charged to people, in, especially in the BDSM community, in mm-hmm. a way that few other things have the same, like, the same reaction across a large group of people mm-hmm. where like I could pull out nipple clamps and some people are like going to have a strong reaction and then other people are just like nah whereas like I feel like collars it seems like everybody thinks something about mm-hmm. collar when I, I feel like even the idea of collaring goes back uh, before really any formal discussion of kink in a conventional relationship if you if you're a man and a woman let's say an old-timey Victorian London and you buy a necklace Mm-hmm. then you, you put that on your, your the, the woman that you're courting, and that is kind of like this piece of ownership. It's like that a sign of ownership, right. yeah. It's a good point. Like Especially back then, mm-hmm. a man buying you jewelry was not for free. Right. Oh, there was expectation <laughs> there. There was a trade happening. Quid, quid pro quo. And if you think about like dogs and horses and animals that you kind of collar or yoke, then there's some, some ownership yeah, there too. You, you, if you put a collar on a pet, mm-hmm. then that pet belongs to you. And it, and it feels like there's some sort of primal, uh, not even the, the kink discussion of primal, but 
primal component of ownership that goes into that discussion that yeah. is, let's say, outside of, of formalized kink. I mean, they taught us, Disney taught us this okay. <laughs> as children because Lady and the Tramp. Okay, you're going to have to refresh my memory. No, so Lady had a collar okay. because Lady was owned and loved oh. and had a home. Okay. And the Tramp had no collar. Ah. And the Tramp was like, no one puts a collar on me. Okay. Uh, and wow. he was all like off there. And she was like, no, come come live with me. Come put the collar on. And he's like, Mm-mm, no collar he for me. He did by the end. He did put the collar on yeah. by the end. He proudly displayed his Ooh. collar. But, you know, the funny thing about that is the thought that just occurred in my mind out of nowhere is we're talking about what is what does it mean like in terms of having a pet? Yeah. Because when you collar a pet, yeah. it's I mean, yes, you do use the collar to control the pet, but it's really more like that pet now has a home. Mm -hmm. That and that's kind of the lady in the tramp association to me is like mm -hmm. having a collar means having a home, mm -hmm. which is funny because it very much means that to me now. Hmm. Well, and I think for for decades now, you have always wanted to be formally collared. It's like there's having a collar, mm -hmm. and then there's collar with a capital C. Mm -hmm. So just like when we were dating, and you gave me a ring that you got me at the fair, mm -hmm. and you gave me like a And it was all of like $7. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wore it, mm -hmm. and then you gave me like a little pink ice promise ring, mm -hmm. and I wore it. Mm -hmm. But none of those meant the same thing mm -hmm. as the engagement ring when that came, because mm -hmm. it meant something more permanent and mm -hmm. then a commitment. And I think we've had many play collars, mm -hmm. but it's been interesting to me because you have always avoided uh, a permanent commitment collar because mm -hmm. you wanted it to mean something mm -hmm. when we got there. Yeah. When it, it is intimidating, which is weird because we've been married for so long, uh, but there's a component of that ownership in my mind of the, the picture of what it's supposed to be mm -hmm. uh, that, that I've always felt like you just don't want to take it lightly. Mm -hmm. if, if you accept that responsibility, you want to make sure that you can carry that responsibility. Oh, and that, I, that's always what I've heard. I've never mm -hmm. heard from you when you were hesitant about the collar. It never felt to me like, oh, you don't want to collar me or you don't want this with me. Mm -hmm. It was always that you wanted to know that you could give it the attention that it deserved. Mm -hmm. So way back when we began, and I think you had a little lace collar mm -hmm. from... Uh, what some lingerie set? Fredericks of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. So it's funny because we were teenagers mm -hmm. in high school together, mm -hmm. and when we really got serious, the first thing you did is started buying me lingerie. Mm. And your your kind of mindset, way to go, me. Yeah, your mindset was like I've always been fascinated by lingerie, and I've never had someone I could put it on. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of this like you know I was like this Barbie doll that you could put this lingerie onto, mm -hmm. and we would go get a hotel room just for the afternoon because mm -hmm. neither one of us could stay away all night uh, and we would just go get a hotel room and yeah, I had to be home by 10 mm -hmm. <laughs> so and we could only check in at like three but that was fine because it was right after school yeah and we'd rush over to the days in and we have like seven whole hours mm -hmm. to try on lingerie yeah. and use shitty little cheap bullet mm -hmm. toys right <laughs> so there was one of them in particular that had just a little piece of lace that tied around the neck mm -hmm. and that was all it was uh, but that was my favorite thing. And the funny thing is, I still have it to this day. Do you? I do. So it was something that I really liked. And it really felt sexy to me in mm -hmm. a way that none of the other stuff did. Like, mm -hmm. I can't... I know you bought me more than one thing when you bought me the lingerie. But the only one I remember is the maroon one that had the black collar around the neck. Mm -hmm. And it was because that meant sexy to me in a way I had no words for. Mm -hmm. I don't think I really had 
DS feelings about it yet. Mm-hmm. I just knew that it was the sexiest thing I had ever owned. Let's say you didn't have DS vocabulary about it. Yeah, sure. But like even in my own mind, like mm-hmm. I didn't really know anything about what it meant, but I just knew something that it was I knew that it was mm-hmm. that was sexy in a way that nothing else was, right. which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I didn't keep it like like oh, I'm going to keep this forever. It's just more like every time over the years that mm-hmm. we go through those purges and kind of get rid of all the stuff that doesn't serve us anymore, yep. I'm always like... You just kept mm, just hanging on to gonna it. going to hang on to this. Just like thing. the raspberry pies. <sighs> Look. <laughs> it's like it takes up like less than a cubic inch of space when mm-hmm. you roll it up real tight. So yeah. I'm like, it's okay, I'm going to keep this. Right. So then we had no more collars in our life after that. That was when we were children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and collars were not a thing again until we moved to Toronto. Mm-hmm. And we moved to Toronto and there was a class act awesome leather shop that was literally downstairs from the condo where your work put us up when they moved us out there. I was up on the 10th floor of the condo with the kids mm-hmm. and was too afraid to go downstairs into the street and mm-hmm. into the leather shop all by myself. Mm-hmm. I would have needed to go with you. Yeah. So you went and... It's a beautiful shop. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what do you remember about well, it? Well, it, it reminded me a little bit of uh, uh, Doghouse Leathers just in terms of like it was a leather shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're very business. Um, but I think that... Uh, uh, doghouse leathers it definitely skews more gay mm-hmm. uh, rather than just just that's true. straight well, but doghouse I think still has that feeling like it's a good feeling mm-hmm. but it's like a kink feeling there mm-hmm. whereas it felt like just from the outside like the, the shop in Toronto almost had like a like it almost feels like leaving the United States like you it had a little less of that like dirty connotation. Oh no, it was. It didn't feel dirty at all, but it did feel kinky. Did it? Oh yeah, but and so in that way that that uh, doghouse leathers feels kinky. Like it's clear what it yeah. is that they're there to do, yeah. but it's it's a little bit. It was less intended for just the pure gay audience. But I guess like there are like a lot of different kinds of sex toys in mm-hmm. doghouse, whereas it felt like it was just leather. It was mostly leather. I mean, they had they had devices and objects and clamps and things they, like it's that. It's funny yeah. because this is yeah. such a like this is such a central part of our story and I was never there. But it but their selection of leather was much broader. Mm-hmm. The the options that you had, the choices that you had and in fact you could uh, have them make whatever you wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, just give them the dimensions and in fact we did that. Um, but you can they, they would make anything that you wanted to using any of the materials that you saw there or if you wanted something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you went, mm-hmm. I said, go pick something out. And I didn't even know what I wanted, mm-hmm. but I just knew I wanted something. Sort of like going out for ice cream. It is. Right. Just pick me out something nice. Something at the store. <laughs> so what do you think made you pick a collar? I don't know. I feel like we had talked about it before. I feel like at that point in our lives, you know, there was definitely a place where uh, you were feeling untethered just because we up and up ended our whole life. Yep, that and, was a really rough point for me. And I think that there was a lot of just living by feel going on there. That that uh, it wasn't like you know divine guidance or anything, but it was like maybe <laughs> you just feel like that sort of thing would help in the situation. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because and and they were pretty. They were very pretty. Mm-hmm. So that was my blue collar, mm-hmm. and my blue collar it was. Uh, black leather but mm-hmm. with a blue kind of lining on mm-hmm. it a trim a 
trim, and then it had a ring, mm -hmm. like a D Which ring. Which we still have that one. We do. Mm -hmm. It had a D ring with a ring through it. Mm -hmm. uh, no, actually, we let the blue one go mm -hmm. because at the time that we bought the blue one, we bought the blue one and the red one. Okay. And the blue one got so worn out yep. so badly that yep. you saw it and said, that can never go on your neck mm -hmm. again. And yeah. I was like, are you sure we have to throw it away? It was like a blankie that was just like worn. And like there's a <laughs> there's a place with leather it where it destroyed. gets like cozy and like comfy and soft. Mm -hmm. And then there's a place where like it's dead. If you've ever seen like an old leather jacket that <laughs> no dead. one should ever be wearing, like uh, the <laughs> this is like the leather jacket that uh, when you go and, and take it to the thrift store, to turn it in, they just look at you like you're ridiculous. We will you're not crazy. take this thing. That's where that's where that collar. So was. we kept the red one because mm -hmm. you wanted to have it for because you wanted to get another ring like that yeah, on a future. Yeah, really like the hardware. So we kept the red one, but we never wore the red one as much, and I don't know why. Mm -hmm. The blue one was just the one that was just. Red's not your color. That's true. Mm -hmm. So the blue one was the one, and I wore that, and we started putting it on me at night, mm -hmm. and I started sleeping in it, and that brought me a lot of comfort during mm -hmm. an era of life for me that was not good. Mm -hmm. um, and a thing that I remember really fondly is that you would snap that on me, and mm -hmm. we would settle in, and you would settle your head on my tits, because that is where that goes yep. at bedtime, and you would loop your finger through the ring on the collar and just kind of hold it loosely while mm -hmm. you went to sleep. Uh, or you would kind of idly just toy with it, like mm -hmm. not like you were trying to do anything to me, just like the way that you fiddle with your wedding ring or something. Mm -hmm. You would just kind of toy with it like it was a thing that was yours while it was on me because mm -hmm. I was a thing that was yours. Mm -hmm. And that was something that really meant a lot to me. So we did wear the blue collar for mm -hmm. sexy things, but I feel like that collar really meant more. That was my sleeping collar. Mm -hmm. That is the collar that's on me in my FetLife picture still. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yes. So if you want to see it, <laughs> Go to FetLife. Uh, and then we got a, uh, a collar that was what, a Swarovski crystal Oh, collar? the maroon one that mm -hmm. was kind of a higher profile. Mm -hmm. It was like a, a little more formal. Mm -hmm. uh, and it had, yeah, it had like crystals along the top and the bottom of mm -hmm. it. It just looked like fancy. Mm -hmm. and, and we still have it because I literally never really wore it for yeah. anything. When it's pretty, uh, but again, I think the, the core problem with it is that it's maroon. And maroon skews closer to the color that's not your color. Yeah, that's true. So that one like was from that same shop, that mm -hmm. same era, but the the blue one was really the one that was mm -hmm. the meaningful color of yeah, that era for a long time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then I knew that that blue collar was really meaningful to me, and it really helped me a lot. And I really wanted a collar that I could wear out in the world because the blue collar was not it. It mm -hmm. was like you couldn't wear it publicly. It was very clearly yeah. a kink thing, and I was very, very much entrenched in the mom community. It was just not a thing that I was ready to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so I actually saw at the game store a woman who was wearing an infinity collar. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I need one of those. Right. And she wore it. And I always had my suspicions that she might be one of us. Oh, I'm sure. But it felt like you could get away with wearing it like a chunky piece of jewelry. Mm -hmm. like so the infinity collar is just the, the solid piece of steel with magnetic catch. Yeah, it's just steel that goes around mm -hmm. in a circle. Actually, it's funny. I, had a, I, I did wear it around as a mom some and had a, a child ask me, can that ever come off? Can you take that off? <laughs> Like, yes, you can take yes, it off. Yes, you can. And I used to wear it with like very like 
uh, vanilla skewing pendants on mm-hmm. it. Like, oh, look, it's just a necklace. Right. Or, or <laughs> I don't know what had... a vanilla pendant is, but I feel like I had them. Yeah, it looked more like jewelry, but there were a couple that you'd wear that were like spiral, uh, like finger it, grabs it was or like something. to hold a leash by mm-hmm. it was like a little like a little handle mm-hmm. that went right at the collar but I didn't wear that ever to like mom stuff that was oh, like date okay. night stuff got it <laughs> that was like a little racy but mm-hmm. like out at the bar kind of thing yeah not that we got to do that much well and the thing about that is that uh, the infinity collars are so cold when you put them on <laughs> yes yes but you know I used to love it because I would wear it in the bath mm-hmm. and then it would get like so warm but mm-hmm. in like a really good way mm-hmm because you never, you never have to take those off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really loved my Infinity collar, but it was never quite the right thing. It always felt like more like a collar that I bought for myself and mm-hmm. wore for myself. It just never felt like the collar that you wanted to put on me. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that for me, it's just a little too cold. Not even just when you put it on, but mm-hmm. visually, aesthetically, I think that it's just a little more sterile mm-hmm. than I would have it be. I think that, that a collar for me should be more... Uh, form-fitting and more kind of organic. Well, I feel like it's funny because I think this kind of brings us to an interesting thought I have about you and collars, Mm. which is that you are extremely particular Mm -hmm. about what is the collar that belongs on my neck. Mm -hmm. And if that, you know, like, because for me over the years, I'm like, look, it feels the same. Like, I just want something that tugs on my neck. Let's let's try that one. That one. Uh, But for you, it's very much like you don't want to put something on me and it Mm -hmm. feels like there is kind of a, uh, I think there's something deeper there, like as a dominant, that like you don't put something mm-hmm. on that isn't perfect, <laughs> right? Uh, but I, I think that I, I'm really particular when it comes to what you wear. I'm really particular when it comes to collars for you, for jewelry, for perfume. Uh, I just have a, a very specific feeling about what what's appropriate and what's not. And I think that because the collar. That's something that I have a tremendous amount of say over. It feels like it really does need to be the right thing. I suppose it's just that I'm particular about a lot of things, Mm -hmm. especially a lot of things that come down to like appearance. So what Mm -hmm. I wear, perfume, Mm -hmm. makeup, I'm really particular. Mm -hmm. So generally, once something passes through my test mm-hmm. then by the time it gets to you you're like sure it's fine like yeah. perfume I can't remember there are many perfumes you would not have me wear mm-hmm. there has never been a perfume I brought you and said is this okay for me to wear and mm-hmm. you said no because by the time it passes my checks mm-hmm. it passes yours I feel like there have been some I don't know yeah try to remember but even with the uh, mm, you didn't like tobacco vinyl no no don't remember it I gave it away yeah uh, but <laughs> I, I think even when it comes down to like the, the material and the catch, right, the clasp, whatever mm-hmm. it is that that, that is, the, the hardware, uh, just all of it feels like I have a very specific idea of what it should look like and how it should behave. I just think that's interesting. And, I, and to that extent, then uh, that kind of brings us to the next point that we recently ran into a leather worker at uh, Renfair, mm-hmm. uh, Dark Age... Well, we're skipping one, are actually. We? we are. So actually, oh. we're, we're skipping several. This Are we? Yeah. We're, so we're skipping several. Like, I had one that went with my cuffs, but, like, that was, you discarded oh, the it black out of hand. Yeah, yeah, it was like the heavy business black yeah, one. Yeah, never counted for you. And that was kind of the my core point of the infinity collars. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, because even though you were part of it when I ordered it, mm-hmm. you never really interacted with that, so it never felt like it had anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. So then uh, we it, actually... It also felt like, to put it on, it wasn't really didn't require me 
Nope. To put on the infinity collar because it's like... That's actually a good point because it just clips closed. Mm -hmm. Right. That's interesting. Like, what's the point of me even doing it? (laughs) So you need something that I can't work by myself. (laughs) I love that. So it's funny because you saw on my outline the Mm -hmm. green collar Mm -hmm. and you thought I was talking about the one that you are planning to Mm. have made for me Mm -hmm. because you forgot all about the green collar. Yeah, there is a green one, isn't there? There is a green one. that, And it's fine. (laughs) <laughs> that we picked up together. It's fine. And we custom picked. It was like not like a conversation. It, it was, was like, like a we website. Went and picked through yeah. all the options on the website, yeah. and then waited like a month. Mm-hmm. And I waited with like great anticipation mm-hmm. for it to arrive, and it got here. And you put it on me, and you were like, mm, "No." Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah, I think I wasn't happy with the hardware either. No, you don't like the hardware on that one. Yeah. So. So then, that's forgettable. So, yeah, apparently, because you forgot it. So then, now, onto the Ren Fair collar. Mm-hmm. So we actually, uh, I'm really excited about it. We found these really cool... Pauldrons? Pauldrons, like mm-hmm. shoulder pauldrons for, I don't know, it feels like it's for like a Valkyrie don't even, costume Don't even know what it's for. No idea what it's for. But they were so beautiful mm-hmm. and so cool. And made out of like this really like smoky green leather. Yeah, really pretty color to the leather. Uh, but they actually didn't have any. They sold it. They had already sold mm-hmm. them all in the green. So we special ordered it in the green, mm-hmm. and we're waiting. That should arrive like I don't know, like October, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but while we were going through that process of making the special order, mm-hmm. I asked if if the uh, proprietor could make a matching green collar to go with it, mm-hmm. and I. It, you know, if I'm going to have a collared Valkyrie costume, you mm-hmm. have to be Odin, right? We'll see. <laughs> but but I, there, there are a lot of possibilities there. But I think that uh, the the intent there is to work with the the leather maker. Is that right? Leather worker? It's not right. What is the, what is the phrase for He's that? He's just a leather guy to me, you know? Leather guy. No, there's like a title for it. Well, what does it say on his business card? Nothing. <laughs> like nothing like that. He's like, no, I do stuff. Uh, but working with somebody who clearly has a lot of skill yeah. and the intention is to go back and forth until we get the d- dimensions, the material, the hardware, everything all dialed in, and then he'll make it. Mm-hmm. It was, seemed like it was funny because it was like he was not at all unfamiliar with mm-hmm. the idea that there would be leather stuff that yeah. would be used in a kink setting, but he also seemed a little startled. Oh, yeah. It was like a collar, like for a dog, and we're like, sure, like for a dog. Now yeah. Come measure my neck. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Come measure Anna's neck so we can make sure it's right for the dog. <laughs> right. But I'm really excited about that, and I want to uh, take a picture of the hardware and and send some of that. And even if that meant that we source the hardware ourselves, uh, it's more about getting just the right thing in terms of the collar. And it, it, from a commission standpoint, it's super simple. We're not asking for anything that is remarkably complicated, but I think that we've been we've wound up with something that's eh. So often, mm-hmm. I think that I am I am comfortable in being persistent in this effort. So, we will get this one then, mm-hmm. and it will be amazing mm-hmm. one day in months and months. That's I'm okay. sure. <laughs> but we'll be patient. If it takes months, I mean, it's been decades. So there you it's go. True. It's true. But like, I feel like still I could use like a like a temporary any port in a storm kind of situation. Well, we have like six, don't we? Well, I don't know. Do we? (laughs) 
Are you willing to put any of them into temporary service, or do we need to find some other port in a storm to get us through until my special one arrives? See, I'm just not used to you being the one who is taking the approach of any port in a storm. That's typically me. I know, but when it's collars, oh. I'll take what I can get. So, then the last piece. Well, so we were talking in the Discord about uh, fantasies, mm-hmm. and the question was actually explicitly about sexual fantasies, and mm-hmm. we got all kinds of really cool answers. Mm-hmm. But uh, I said that I wanted to kind of share a non-sexual fantasy mm-hmm. in addition, and talked about the idea that I have always dreamed of having a collaring ceremony. Mm-hmm. So our wedding, we were very young, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was exactly what it needed to be. Mm-hmm. But we basically did the thing where we said, we're just going to do justice of the peace, mm-hmm. just do it quick, and we'll renew our vows later and have the wedding that we always wanted. Not realizing at that young age that you don't do that. I mean, I don't know, maybe some people do I it. I think some people do. Maybe, but like, I don't know. It ended up... We were just going to go to the Justice of the Peace and then do it, like, celebrate with our Mm -hmm. family later. And then when, like, my family got wind of it, then they ended up throwing this massive barbecue Mm -hmm. where all of our friends and family came. And everybody gave us, like, gift cards. And uh, there was barbecue. And it was not, like, a wedding at Mm -hmm. all. It was a family barbecue. But after that, it felt like being like, okay, now we're We're renewing our vows. Come on, everybody, give us more gifts. It just felt weird, you know? And we'd been living together then. It just felt Mm -hmm. weird. So we never did it. And I know we talked about doing it for our 10th anniversary mm-hmm. because we were like, 10, that's a nice round and number. And we're like in the middle of raising kids. You're deep in raising yeah. kids. Like all of our friends are parents mm-hmm. of our kids' friends and not really our friends. And They're all going through divorces. <laughs> all of our family is distant mm-hmm. uh, and not going to come out for just a 10th anniversary party. So we didn't do it. And so we are going to be celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary this summer, mm-hmm. next summer. Mm-hmm. And I would love to build enough kinky community to be able to have kind of one of those venues where they have lots of dungeon stuff, but mm-hmm. lots of outside. You know, actually, it's pretty common that there are venues that will do like weddings mm-hmm. and kink parties. Right. It'll just be like a locked away section that the wedding people never know is there, which I think is hilarious. I, I wonder if they have a locked away section that the kinky people never get to see. <laughs> the vanilla section. <laughs> like, like, no, we don't is, get to go in there. That's way too vanilla for you. Oh, I'm sure they do, right? If you think about it. Anyway. It's where we keep the cakes. <laughs> so I think we can't let the kinky people in. They'll just sit on them. I wonder if you just put the bridezilla in the cage. Oh, see? That would really help. Huh? That would really help. So anyway, it, I would love to do some kind of a collaring ceremony where it is, you know, because I try to imagine now, 25 years later, I'm mm-hmm. going to put on a white wedding dress. You never got a wedding dress. Right. I'm going to put on a white wedding dress. Yeah, I don't know you that you would ever have been able to pull off a white wedding dress anyway. What? You don't know. You weren't there. When I was 17 and I tried on all those wedding dresses, it was amazing. Oh, it's not that you couldn't pull it off, like, visually. <laughs> I'm just, just talking don't about... don't think I belong in a white wedding dress? The, the purity of your soul. Look, what if, like, it's like a perversion kind of situation, mm. you know? Like, where I'm, like, perverting the white wedding dress. Yeah, I feel like the white wedding dress is just a palette. It's true. It's a it's canvas. Like a starting point. Yeah. The point is... I would love to have a collaring ceremony where I could wear something beautiful, mm-hmm. like and as planned as a wedding dress, mm-hmm. but kinky, mm-hmm. and where I could get a collar, and you know the collar you and I have been talking about. That's my like 
everyday collar, mm-hmm. whatever we can end up with. That's my like sleeping in, mm-hmm. like comfortable. But like I would like a collar at our collaring ceremony that's like my like for special collar, mm-hmm. like my fancy collar. Like maybe it even has some kind of actual like jewelry value to mm-hmm. it. And for us to be able to be surrounded by kinky people that we know and love mm-hmm. and to be able to do like something really meaningful to us for the ceremony and then just release everyone into the dungeons for the rest of the night like crazy awesome play party bonfires and swimming and dungeon stuff and sounds like a good time i think it would be the best time mm-hmm. so i that is a dream that i would really like to see come true i don't know if we can make it come true in mm-hmm. one year mm-hmm. but even if it's not on our 25th anniversary i would really like that dream to come true we have plenty of time do we? Oh, yeah. We better start getting to these munches then. We, we are master planners. It's not the planning of the event. That's mm-hmm. easy. I mm-hmm. could plan the event in, a, in like two weeks. Yeah. It's having the people to invite to mm-hmm. it. You know, and I feel like we're getting a really good start. The Discord is amazing, mm-hmm. and I really love the people there. And I'm really working to get the Discord server built up to the point where I can start inviting and opening the gates to more people to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really love the community that we're starting to build. And we're supposed to go to lunch tonight. There we go. So let's see. Got to hurry up. Yeah, we got to hurry up and finish recording so we can make it to the lunch. We had one that we were supposed to go to last week, Mm -hmm. but we did not go because it was late and we were tired and we had worked too much. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to end this. (laughs) No, also, also, we have... A party that I want to go to, Mm -hmm. uh, an impact party. So we had talked before about the idea that uh, there are the swing clubs, but they tend to have kind of the wrong direction to be what I'm looking for. Uh, But there's a swing club that we've been really, I've been really interested in going to because it's a really nice venue, really cool venue. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I kept watching, but it kept just being swing parties there. And then someone just posted on FET that they're starting a whole new monthly party called Impact Mm. that is about impact. Is the party month a month long? I wish. No, it's monthly. (laughs) Monthly. Okay. It's a monthly party that they're going to be holding every month. And there's going to be... There was a typo in my invite. You didn't get an invite. No one invites you to sexy parties. Everyone does. No, they don't. This person, Anna, is inviting me all the time. (laughs) Hey, you want to go to this party? (laughs) So what else? Next uh, next episode, we're going to be doing a... Kind of a roundup mm-hmm. for some of the campaign stuff that we've been talking mm-hmm. about. We've been moving the needle on all of the different campaigns that we talked about. Stuff's been changing and moving. And so uh, we're going to just do kind of a catch up on what's going on with all that stuff and how it's going. Share some of our community updates. Our three campaigns mm-hmm. that we're going to be updating on are... Building a guild, mm-hmm. which is finding our kinky community so I have someone to invite to my collaring. Yeah. And the warder bond, mm-hmm. which uh, war- the warders come from Wheel of Time. Mm-hmm. That was like the original place which where we Which is coming out that. soon. Which, yeah, we just saw the first trailer for it, mm-hmm. so that's kind of cool. So then people will finally learn what warders are. Exactly. Someone mm-hmm. said that uh, about the trailer. They were like, well, now I can finally talk about these characters with my friends who don't read. That's right. right. But so, um, and that was really the water bond conversation is about kind of the ways we've been working on helping me with executive function, which we have tons to talk about there, mm-hmm. and building the perfect android goddess, mm-hmm. which we're actually going to be talking about in a very literal sense because we're going to talk a little about the android costume that we're building. Beep beep. Beep.
<laughs> See you on the next level. See you on the next level. So what levels did we earn in this episode? Is it in this episode? Or, or and what, what oh. levels do we have with regard to coloring? Well, I feel like one level that we're in the process of, of earning is uh, identification that coloring ceremony is, it's about the appropriate time to really talk about that. So I don't know that it's like a distinct level that we've gone through yet. So, you know, <laughs> you went away to school mm -hmm. and left me behind. And you wanted me to know that you planned to ask me to marry you, mm -hmm. even though you weren't ready to ask me to marry you. Mm -hmm. And that's why you gave me a promise ring. Mm -hmm. I need a promise collar. Ooh. We can get a promise collar level. And what that means <laughs> is that we're going, it's like our kind of engagement Got collar, it. right? Okay. So promise collar, not unlocked, mm -hmm. but maybe it will be soon. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so we have, we definitely have sex collar levels, mm -hmm. like playing with collars in sexy ways, although we actually didn't even really talk about that in this mm -hmm. episode. Not so but much. Sex collar levels unlocked. You can give us three of those. <laughs> And sleep color. Mm -hmm. You get a level of sleep color because I wore it every night for years, I think, until I wore that leather to garbage. Well, and I think the, uh, the identification of, of a craftsperson to make it, mm -hmm. I think that's important, an important step in order to get to the next one. Custom collar level almost unlocked. There we go. <laughs> All right. A lot of almost in this one. I know. That's... You know, I, if I had a mirror, I could hold it up for you oh. so you could see <laughs> who owns the almost. Oh, a lot of almost. <laughs> That's my, my life slogan. <laughs> it's your life story. A lot of almosts. The Soren Sterling story. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs>